0: Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you from that
1: hockey hotbed of San Jose, California. It's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. dude.
0: And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the quarterly Dudes on Hockey Podcast.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, we're here. The season starts officially tomorrow. Here with our uh, what everybody is waiting for—the Vegas draft. Vegas draft, where we pick teams, and the team, the guy who has the team uh, left standing at the end gets uh, a trip to Vegas, which we never take. Well, we
0: might take one soon.
1: <laughs> we're due. well right now. We're at we're at a wash right now. Yes, we're at a wash. So really, this is a big one. It, but it definitely doesn't mean
0: that we don't go to Vegas. No, no, we need to go. We, we still know, go. We should
1: go. Uh, but but then you know the next trip, someone's going to have to pony up. That's right. Someone might have to book a hotel room.
0: Someone might tr- be supposed to book a hotel room and then forget. That's me. That was you. That was that me. That one time. The one time that when Michael that won. Yes. That and one time I, I not, won.
1: No, but you're a, you're on a heater, man. You've won three out of the last four. Yeah. So including the infamous COVID cup Yeah. where you got a, a subscription to a alcohol barista. um. That was cool. It was, yeah, it was all right. I enjoyed that. It was good for the moment. Yes, it worked
0: out, and it does hurt my heart a little bit that I picked Vegas, but uh, well, you know, it's okay. Listen, you know,
1: there are uh, some things you'll sell your soul for, and apparently, that's a trip to Vegas for Vegas. That's what I do, dude. uh, This is new territory for us. I got to say, the Sharks are for sure supposed to be one of the worst, if not the worst team in the NHL. We've never been in this position where I think we knowingly are entering a season. I mean, even last year, I think we weren't at the bottom of the dumpster preseason per se. No, no, not at all. But this year it seems like across the board, everybody has the Sharks as the worst team in the NHL.
0: Yes. And we've, been trading memes back and forth. There was one, I think it was on the athletic where they did a little infographic for every team. And it was like, which part of this team is the question mark, you know? And it's like the Bruins is, will they stay healthy? And like the ducks is their power play. And then for the sharks, it said everything.
1: (laughs) So as a fan, dude, as a fan, how do you approach this season? Like, how do you approach it? How do you watch these games? Like what, what are you going to do when you sit down and you watch that first game? Yeah. Are you rooting for them to win? Or Are you looking ahead to the future and thinking if they lose, eh, it's okay?
0: You you have to root for them to win the individual game that you're watching or else why watch it, right? True. It's just it's it's just masochism if you're if you're rooting for them to lose your own team rooting for them to to lose. I don't I don't know how people find joy in their life when you're rooting against your own team in the moment. But certainly your focus is less on the individual outcome of each particular game and certainly more on, is Thomas Bordalo looking good? Is he scoring? Which he is. Is William Eklund going to stick? Is Are these new players th- that the Sharks have, are they performing well? Are they performing according to this scheme that mike greer and david quinn are are supposedly putting on the ice where so far it seems like they're trying to be very competitive very physical stand up for each other and that at least for now appears to be happening doesn't mean that the team's gonna win a lot of hockey games but at least that vision is, is bearing some fruit
1: what is the best case scenario for this team this year
0: the best case scenario is we see big step forwards in all the young players and the Sharks are the worst and get the number one overall pick.
1: <laughs> I got to agree with you on that. Here's my fear. Let me tell you what my fear is. This team comes together like some sort of band of misfits. Yeah. And plays exceedingly hard and finds themselves in the wild card chase two months into the season. Mm-hmm. And they continue to push for that as a goal. It's weird to say that you're thi- you're you're putting out there that the team being successful is. Um, is a negative, but I think in this case, for the long-term future of the franchise, it would be. Now, as I look at the Sharks' defensive roster, I don't (laughs) think this is possible,
0: right? Definitely, The Athletic had an article this week or last which was ranking all the teams in terms of their defensive ability, and the Sharks were definitely dead
1: last. And I think that they are with good reason. And actually, let's just start with that now while we look at it. Um, The Sharks' defensive roster, while it's not set, and I don't know that we can say for sure who's going to be suiting up on opening night. You look at the veterans that are going to be there, and I would say the Sharks' best defenseman is Mario Ferraro, right? Yeah. Who is coming off a season that was disappointing, right? I think in terms of his overall development. But he is their most complete player. Will he step up and fill some of the void offensively for the Sharks that is clearly missed? from Eric Carlson, he's going to need to be playing maybe a little bit above his skates, right? Where uh, he may be featured in a top pairing here, right? Yeah. So uh, Mario Ferraro, can he hold down the fort? Can he provide leadership on the back end? Can he um, provide some consistency? You also look at the Sharks' blue line and you go, well, now you're in a bit of a, a mishmash of veterans. Matthew Benning who uh you know dude i mean people were sort of circling him as a bright spot last year i mean i, I see that statistically i guess i just didn't see it when i watched him play per se i'm gonna say he's terrible of course not i just didn't think that it was i mean i felt like he, maybe it was just bad luck in terms of when i was watching but i felt like i saw him make more blunders than um great Great, things,
0: Maybe. And also, it, it certainly seems if you look at his salary and where he slots into the lineup, the expectations aren't exactly high. It's not like we're looking for this guy to be the Eric Carlson of the Sharks. This guy's a number four, number five, number six defenseman. He's not getting paid a lot, and he is fulfilling that role. And guys in the number four through number six slot make mistakes sometimes. That's why
1: they're in that slot. Right. Uh, Jan Ruda's probably gonna be leaned upon to play some pretty heavy minutes on yeah. this team. Yeah. This is a, a player that has won a cup. Um, that, you know, it's really in the sharks' best interest for him to to have a, a bounce back year this year so that they can turn around and trade him. Like, I mean, that's what Jan Ruda's on this team for. To provide some stability and then to provide them some draft capital. Like that is the plan. Gotta be for Jan Ruda. Not the plan is Mark Edward Vlasic. This guy is going to probably retire a shark because I don't think he's tradable and I don't think you want to burn one of your salary retention slots trading Mark Edward Vlasic, right?
0: Right. I think that's true. And and there's no feasible scenario in which you could trade a contract like that and not retain it. Right. I mean, they traded the Norris Trophy winner and retained salary.
1: Sure. And I think what you're doing if you're trying to retain salaries, you're trying to get some value back, right? You're trying to get... Any any sort of, and even if you retained half of Vlasic's, uh, you're not going to get anything for him, even as a $3.5 million player right. at this
0: point. Yeah, you'll get nothing.
1: Radim Shimmick is playing out his contract here, basically. Maybe he plays decently so that he can, but always hurt. I mean, always hurt and hurt again, right? He's
0: hurt again, and it's hard not to look down on Redeem Shimmick because he's hurt all the time but it's not his fault he just gets hurt i sure mean, but i, I mean, mean it, it, there's no there's no word that's like oh this guy's not taking care of himself and he's not showing up to camp and not. he's just getting hurt a lot and he's just one of those guys who gets hurt a lot and it's unfortunate he's not going to be contributing to the sharks and it's i'm sure the sharks won't be resigning him because you it's you can't have a guy like that in the lineup
1: no he's not you know you're not looking to keep Shimmick here. I mean, I think you're hoping that maybe he can be healthy in play and you can get an asset for him as an expiring contract at some point, right? I'd way rather see more of Kanishov. I'd like to see some of Ty Emerson, who the Sharks claimed on waivers from the Rangers. Uh, one of the defensemen, let's uh, the, the see, Nikita Oh. O- dude i don't know how to say it uh one of the players we got from new jersey henry thought thrun you no know, these are players i would rather see more of this year than radim shimmick right you kyle f- burrows yeah. is here to be a tough I was guy say,
0: you forgot about kyle burrows well, i'm not i
1: mean kyle burrows is gonna play i think yeah. he's there to serve a role right kyle burrows is there to be um some muscle and some um deterrent right you've got him and a couple of players in the forward group that are going to be serving that purpose. Dude, this is a pretty, like... Thin. Thin defensive core, right?
0: Um, yeah, there is there is not a single... Probably on a good team, there isn't a single number two defenseman on this roster. Maybe correct. not even a number three. Certainly not a number one.
1: Well, I think we hope that Mario Ferraro can be a, a solid number three, right? I mean, the yeah. Sharks are really banking on him to be that player, but... Um, and, and, and if we're looking for things to look forward to, I'd like to see him have a, a strong season. You know, I think that that's important to the future of this team.
0: The other thing that's disappointing about this is it's not like these are all players that are going to be good in two years, right? I mean, Mario Ferraro, I think we know what he is. He's he's 25 years old. He's a good player. I don't want to undersell him. Um, Knishoff is 25, sort of unable to stay in the lineup. And everybody else is considerably older than that, right? Sure, In their 30s, late 20s, certainly past, uh, at least in, in hockey years, past their prime. And we have some other players that you mentioned, none of which are slam-dunk good prospects. Certainly, you can gather some excitement for a player like Thrun, but this is a guy that was passed over by other teams. This is a guy that played in the NCAAs as opposed to Canadian Junior. You know, this is not a blue-chip prospect, that being said, plenty of other players have become great NHL players without all that pedigree, and we're hoping for the best. But none of these guys are slam dunk NHLers.
1: you you've got uh, you know some of these players here in the AHL level: Pouli, Thrun, Mukamadulin, Furlong, and more. Right? That um, I don't know if Furlong's playing there or not. But you you you've got the future is. Uh,
0: the future is Quentin Musty.
1: Yeah, well, but I think the Sharks are clearly still looking to address the blue line moving forward. Yeah, right, yeah. and uh, letting some of these players develop at the AHL level. The goaltending dude is not looking much better. If you can f- funnel that in with the with the defense, you know you're looking at bounce back candidates here. Cochinan, not a great year last year, nope. right? Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood not a great year last year.
0: Looking to rejuvenate his NHL career, right? This is probably, if he doesn't seize some opportunities, he's probably not going to find another job.
1: Right. So you're looking for some redemption stories here. I don't know really what else to say other than, you know, these two guys are playing for their careers here at this point. So you're hoping that they can answer the bell. You look at the forward group, dude. This is not an a horrifically awful group of forwards. There's going to be a lot of guys playing out of position, maybe. But you have a roster of NHL players here. Now, some of them are on the other side of the career. Some of them have some question marks. But, you know, there's certainly... I mean, we've got one, two, three, four possible trade assets at the day at the deadline in LeBanc, Hoffman, Duclair, and Barabanov, Right. You've got Cunning, who's also a possible trade asset, and Philip Zadina, who I don't know what their plan is with him based on how he plays. He could be a future core player, Yeah, or they could turn around and turn him into an asset too. So this is way more intriguing to me in terms of a storyline.
0: I agree. I'm not quite as high on this group as you are because I think they have the same problem as the defensive core, which is none of these guys are top-line players on a good team or even a, a pretty good team. Um, Tamash hurdle is a, a good player. Uh, Logan Couture, good player. They're both making more money than they probably should given their production. Um, not saying bad players, but Logan Couture would be an outstanding, uh, C on a, on a good team, on a great team. Uh, and Tomash hurdle would probably be a top six forward on a great team, but not the guy you're looking for as your number one scoring winger. Uh, not Tomash hurdle, not bad players by any means, certainly longtime sharks happy. They're here. Um, Although there has been some noise I've seen recently in the last few days about the Sharks possibly looking at uh, moving Couture, which would be very surprising. And and he's, of course, hurt and will very likely not be out on the ice on opening night.
1: I just I don't know that I see how this works. Right. I mean, Couture is 34. He's got four more years left on his deal. Even if the Sharks turn him into a four million dollar player. What are you going to get for him? Like, what is someone really going to give you for him? Like, I, I just, if they can get another first, if they can get a, a good prospect, we haven't seen that turn out here, right? No, no. When the Sharks have moved Burns and Carlson, you know, um, they weren't able to get anything, really, for Carlson of any sort of substance, right? So, although the jury is still out because the players that they did get until they trade all three of them, you know we won't know what the full return was yeah, right yeah. but um I, I don't know the sharks don't need cap space they're going to be flush with cap space next year they're going to have so much cap space they're going to be at um 40 see they're going to be at 50, 45 is that right dude 45 million dollars of cap space wow next year is that right wait no 36 Looking at the wrong number. $36 million of cap space. That's massive. Yeah. And that's with Hurdle and Couture both on the roster. And it's not like they're looking to spend any of that money. Yeah. And they don't have any guys coming up for big raises anyways. right. That's right. Yeah. So they're kind of putting themselves in a very smart position so that eventually, when the time comes, they'll have the cap space to pay their own young players and... Counts on some key free agents and then start paying people. Right now, it's not the time to pay people.
0: That's right. Right. That's exactly right.
1: So, uh, yeah, the Couture storyline is is a big storyline. Um, the hurdle. I mean, hurdle could end up being part of that conversation too. I mean, he's signed for even more term. They just signed him. I know they just signed him, dude. But he's younger, and if you can turn him into a four million dollar player, you just might be able to get more. For him. He's got a no move. If he says, I'm done. I don't want to be here. Being in last place stinks. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could just... I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying those are storylines here to watch. You really want to see Granlund, Hoffman, Duclair, you know, these guys, Zadina, show some life. I want to see Eklund and Bordelow. Just let them play. If we decide that they're going to be up on the big team, if they're going to be a shark and not... Um, play for the Barracuda, play them. Play them 18 minutes. Yeah. Play them. That's right. Even if they make mistakes, play them. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you got to let them play. Like, instead of let do the yo-yo, which was a big downside to the Doug Wilson tenure.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But we might be having this discussion two months into the season, next quarter, <laughs> obviously, uh, when... You know we've talked about this before. When when players are in the wrong role, like a Bo- a Bortolo and an Eklund, you want them to be in a top six role, but they're too young to assume that responsibility, or they're not just good enough yet. So do you put them on the fourth line? And no. Have, so then you do send them down.
1: You if they're not ready to play the role they are intended to play, then you send them down. Okay. And that's that's.
0: So that's that's your approach. So you yes. don't you don't put them on the big club and say, earn your minutes, earn your power play time. You, you put them in the top six and if they don't they don't cut it then you say that's it we're not gonna let you struggle it out on the third and fourth line
1: correct okay I mean i I think that's where the I mean if I don't think that that's healthy for the development of a, a player that is supposed to be you know a franchise type scoring and playmaking winger now Bordlo i I think a third line center that might end up being what he is right, right? yeah so I don't know that that's so bad. But Eklund playing 10 minutes with Giovanni Smith, that's not good. That shouldn't happen. He should be with Hurdle. He should be with Couture. He should be you know, with DeClaire. He should be playing with the Zadina. He should play with Zadina yeah. every night. See what they got.
0: Yeah. Right? See if they can build a little chemistry.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I hope happens this year. And then we can see some progression.
0: All right, dude. Is it time for the Vegas bet? I think it's time. All right, let's draft these players. Let's try to get through it. I think last year we went pretty quick, so that was good.
1: Dude, I got to tell you, as the loser, I get to choose whether I want to pick first. Yeah. Or I get to choose if I want to pick second or third, dude. Yeah. I'm 100% letting you go first, dude. You get to go first, dude.
0: Wow. Okay. I don't know if I expected that. All right. Uh, Let me just write this in my little book here so we get the right things. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take the Colorado Avalanche.
1: Wow. All right, dude. I like that. Okay. All right. Michael takes the Colorado Avalanche. All right. I am going to take the Carolina Hurricanes. And I'm going to take the oh, 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 pucker up buttercup. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, thank
0: God. I've been the dummy who's taken the Maple Leafs the last couple of years. I think. I think
1: this year is going to be different, and I think their path is easier than it's ever been.
0: Okay. I'm going to take the Oilers. Ooh, polarizing. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and then... Let's have some fun. I'll take the New Jersey Devils.
1: Nice, dude. That would have been my next pick. Um, I'm taking the Dallas Stars, and I am going to take the New York Rangers.
0: Okay. Uh, I will take the Florida Panthers. And... And I will take the, I'll take the Bruins. Uh,
1: I will take the Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings. Okay. Um, I will take
0: the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I will take the Wild.
1: I will take the... <laughs> I always end up with this team, and I freaking hate it. The uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> and I'm going to take the uh, Calgary Flames. Okay. No, bounce back action.
0: All right. Yep.
1: I know what you're doing next. I could smell it.
0: No, you have no idea. I, I no, do. I don't even know. What I realize. know what you're
1: doing next.
0: I mean, I don't like any of these teams. <laughs> I'll take the Senators, though. And.
1: <sighs> hmm.
0: I don't like that team at all. I'll take the Islanders. I don't.
1: <laughs> I don't like that team at all.
0: I just, I can't. No. Okay. okay. I, don't, I don't like those
1: picks, but what are you going to do? I will take uh, this one. <sighs> I'm going to take Winnipeg, even though they could end up blowing it up. But um, I'm going to do this one because I just, I kind of hope, I kind of just hope it happens. Buffalo.
0: Okay. That was the team I've been avoiding. I've been trying to avoid taking Buffalo, but taking Buffalo, oh, say, these last 20 years. Yeah. (laughs) Not a great return on investment there. Um, Well, we're definitely in sort of the bottom half here, so I will take the Predators.
1: Could make the playoffs.
0: Yep. They're not bad, but they're not going up, and
1: I will take the Kraken. Yeah. I think you kind of have to at this point. Yeah. Uh I will take the Vancouver Canucks. That's who I avoided. <laughs> and um I will take the Detroit Red Wings.
0: Um I will take the the caps and I will take the Blackhawks
1: all right, I will take the Arizona coyotes and which I don't think they've ever been drafted this high. <laughs> maybe not ever um and I will take the. Beep, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. Columbus Blue Jackets. Right. Beep, beep.
0: Columbus Blue Jackets. I will take the
1: Blues and the Flyers. Right, dude. Well, then I guess that leaves me no choice, right?
0: Uh, You take one, right? I take one? Yeah, because oh. then we're even and then okay, there's one great. team undrafted
1: um i will take montreal because i can't stand the ducks and i think that they're the <laughs> curse dude all right all right dude great that was uh snappy enough is that right do we have an equal amount of teams
0: yeah the only teams undrafted are the ducks and the sharks
1: no right isn't that oh, right I, oh okay so there's a team undrafted so the ducks are undrafted I That's just correct. Took Montreal.
0: It's a push got if it. the Sharks make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's right. Which I can't say with a straight face. And it's also a push if the Ducks win.
1: Well, let's take a look here at these uh, divisions here and do a quick little preview. Right? Let's do it. Start with the Pacific, dude. Um, you took the Edmonton Oilers. I got to tell you, I wanted nothing to do with them. Uh, tell me why you picked them so early, dude. <sighs> I think they're due, <laughs> Ooh, just like I think Toronto's due. It's Look how so, delusional we are.
0: Yeah, and also because the Pacific isn't great, and I think there's going to be. Um, I think William Carlson is still drunk from the Stanley Cup parade, <laughs> and uh, so I think the time. I think it's time for the Edmonton Oilers to actually be
1: good. Mm-hmm. I, I I tried to convince myself of that. I think they will be good in the regular season. I just think that this team reminds me, and I'm going to make a baseball analogy, dude, of the Los Angeles Angels. They have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and nothing else. And everything yeah. they've tried to build a winner around that team has failed. And I feel like, you know, I don't trust their goaltending. I think they have made some efforts to reconfigure this team. But I just think when they get to the playoffs and if they draw the Golden Knights... Or they draw the Kings. I think they they could just get out done, right? So
0: I just don't think the Kings have any high end talent. I I think you need some. Of, I'm, I'm Drew Doughty's a a good player, not what he once was. They just don't have an answer. I think teams might not have an answer for McDavid and you know those top end guys. I mean, I'm right. not saying they're you know if you base your defensive core around Darnell Nurse, I'm not saying you're going to be amazing and keeping the puck out of the net all the time, but he's a good player, sure.
1: And they added uh Eckholm, right?
0: Yes, you know, so he's going to get a lot of minutes. Yeah,
1: they have that they, they they just has never come together, and I've always felt like their supporting cast has let them down. And you it's, know, I it's know it's almost a
0: default for me because I don't want to go with the Golden Knights because I don't think teams rarely are going to repeat even though this is a weak division. So I sort of eliminated them and I don't, I'm I'm not impressed with Calgary. I'm not that impressed with LA. You know, it's just, it's almost by default.
1: Right. I got to say that I think, you know, last year I made the critical error of picking Calgary first, I think. Yeah. And I really believed in their, how they turned over their roster when they lost Goudreau and they lost Kachuk and they brought in Huberdeau and they brought in, uh, um, the with the defenseman, Weger, yeah. they brought in Kadri. Um, I thought this team was going to play with a, oh yeah, well, uh, we'll show you kind of attitude. And instead they said, oh yeah, we won't show up. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah,
0: that? we wish we still had Matthew Kuchat.
1: So um, I think no more Sutter. This team is prime for a bounce back. I think that they could be a factor in in this division, much like I thought they were gonna be a factor last year. So I'm I'm kind of betting on I took the anybody but Edmonton approach. Yeah. And you went uh Edmonton. I did. So we shall see what happens, dude. All the, right.
0: In the central dude, where do you think? I this, mean I, I think the Avalanche ooh, are the clear front runner.
1: I don't think it's clear. I I actually um I had my eye on Dallas over Colorado in the first place. But I think it's tough. And I think the thing that's hard is that when they play in the second round, which they will, mm-hmm. that's a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a bloodbath. That is a brutal series. Um, it'll be entertaining. It's much w- must watch. That's going to give us – that's the series that I think you we will watch, yes. right? yes. At the bar and grill. Like, that is the series. And then you just wonder, whoever comes out of that, do they have enough – Let's just say Edmonton's waiting on the other side, and they didn't have a hard time, right? Right. right. Um, What happens then? But those are you know
0: Vegas isn't going to make it easy on anyone if they make it on. Vegas will
1: not make it easy, and you know it'll it'll just be interesting. I I think there's a big separation after that. I agree with that. Minnesota is also like just here. Oh, they have financial problems, and they have a bunch of guys out. Are they looking to get out from under their contracts? I just I don't think that that team that team is in the end become a disappointment like they were supposed to be a factor and they've just ended up kind of being their sort of third place. And they better be careful because I mean, if Winnipeg convinced these guys to stay, which I think has been is the problem now. Right. Hellebuck's yep. a free agent. Yep. Uh going to be a free agent. Yep. If they trade those guys and start over, well, then that team's not going to be third place. Right? You talk.
0: You talk about a geographic disadvantage. Sure. Like Winnipeg's got it, man. Right, right. I mean, that is a tough place geographically to play. I'm sure the fan base is extremely rabid, and, and Canadian hockey is always the the biggest game in town. But that is a, a tough uh, climate to live in for six months or eight months of the year.
1: That's it. I think that the bottom half of that division is competitive, right? I don't think there's other than the Blackhawks, which I think is boomer bust. Right? They could really surprise. Yeah,
0: that's why I took the Blackhawks where I did because I'm like, Blackhawks could like you suddenly get you get everybody in there and all
1: the young guys. They're like,
0: who cares? Right. Let's just win some hockey. Yeah, games. And I mean
1: it, it. They they have of the bad teams the most upside for sure, for sure, for sure. Right? But they could also be terrible. Oh you know? yeah,
0: they could be so bad.
1: But Nashville is. Uh, Going to be above average, right? The Jets could be the third best team in this division if they keep everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that trade, actually, that they made to get rid of Jean uh, Pierre Luc Dubois and they brought in some quality NHL players from the Kings. They might have gotten deeper. You know, yeah. even though they yeah. lost the better player. The Coyotes, a lot of people think they're, this is the year where they're going to make a jump. Everybody loves Logan Cooley, their rookie. Say he might win the Calder this year. Um, so that's interesting. The Blues are on the slide, right? Yeah. So um, it's kind of a two-horse race I think in so, yeah. that division.
0: I think so. All right, going to the East, dude. Um, let's start with the Metro.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, Carolina is clearly the class. Right, Carolina may be the second best team in the NHL. Yeah, the second best choice.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: For the cup, and and certainly, if you took the number one pick, I pro, I probably if you, I don't know, I guess I would have probably taken uh, Colorado, but I uh, I would have taken certainly the the second best team is the Hurricanes.
1: Yeah, I um, I think that division is it is tough. I like the Devils a lot too. Um. I think the Devils, I'm curious to see what happens. They lost two key defenders from that team in Severson and Graves. Um curious to see how that goes for them. Um the the Carolina is so deep and they yeah. did so well and they didn't even have their best player. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um I think they are the best team in that division, but it's close and the Rangers will they respond? To La Violette. Yeah. Is that the difference? You know, Um, they have the best goalie. For sure. Right. So uh, very intriguing. Another just that that playoff will be brutal. And then if you somehow like, can you imagine the Metro playoffs? If it's Carolina and the wild card they draw, it could be Tampa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. they could draw Tampa they could draw Florida
0: in the first round in the first round so bad you so know brutal. two
1: teams that are going into the year beat up that by the time it gets to the end mm-hmm. it won't be so that's tough the rest of it
0: meh yeah the rest of that division's meh
1: Eastern Conference dude yeah uh
0: Atlantic
1: I think this is Toronto's time dude I think it's finally come. Uh, Boston is weakened by the departures of Krejci and Bergeron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa is weakened by the departures of their supporting cast. The Stamkos contract drama, uh, Vasilevsky being hurt. Florida is weakened by injuries up at the top of the year, you know. And then you know the Red Wings. I, li- I like
0: Florida. I li- yeah, I still like Florida. I
1: do too, but you know I think that they have some injury problems to start the year. And Will, they caught lightning in a bottle too. I mean, they really did. I don't know that team is that good. Um, I think they were a... uh, They rode an incredible ride, right? And I just think... What I like about Tampa, I like some of the players they brought in. Mm -hmm. I like... Listen, the Ryan Reeves factor I think is real.
0: Yes, it's absolutely real. I
1: love the Domi and Bertuzzi additions. Those are the two type of turd-tastic players <laughs> that they just never had. I know. they don't. And yeah. so now you've added three guys who are just, who Reeves aside and Bertuzzi and Domi who have skill, mm-hmm. but they are also just SOPs. Yes. Right? Yes. And Toronto, that's kind of been the
0: yeah, problem. That's the thing.
1: I think this is their time, dude. I think that they will, they have an easier path and when they get to whoever comes out of the Metro, right, gonna be beat up. This is when Toronto makes it.
0: I just feel like I've been burned on Toronto so many times. I, think I, I had Toronto last year.
1: I know, and I had to pucker up. My I was I was chapped when I made that pick. Yeah, but I think logically, it makes sense to me. Like their kryptonite has been Boston, and Boston's not the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's fair. All right, dude, that's the NHL playoff preview.
1: Dude, will the Sharks be the worst team in the NHL? Yes or no?
0: I think so. I think so. I'm. They just they have not nearly enough top end talent, and they have question marks at essentially every position. And especially if the goaltending doesn't get any better, they could other teams could hang four or five on them a night.
1: Right. I'm also going to agree with that because I think and I hope the goal is to uh, seize opportunity as it comes to move expiring contracts when the moment is right um when other teams need if there's injury at the deadline you could see anyone in the sharks roster is fair game except for their core young players right and um i think greer's goal should be to continue to develop talent and to accumulate assets you know this is still you know two or three years down the road
0: right right and i'm
1: down with it i'm down with. i'm
0: it. down with it too i i I feel like there's a a he's more realistic about where this team is at than the previous administration, and I just hope he doesn't come under too much pressure internally. Which is, you know, you see the Niners are doing great, the Warriors always draw. You know, maybe the Giants and the A's aren't so good, but but you know, there's competition in this marketplace, and sure. oh yeah, it's fine. We'll just sell you know eleven thousand tickets a night. I don't know, man. I mean. You know, people may not be so happy with that, with this team being that bad.
1: But I think if you're honest with your fan base, right? I agree with you. I think if you're honest with with the fan base, I would way rather go watch the kids play and struggle uh, than to be told that we're going to be competing for a playoff spot with a bunch of mid-level to lower-level NHL veteran players. Right. I don't want to go watch that. You know, but do I want to? If Eklund's going to play 22 minutes, I'll go watch that. Yeah. I want to see that. Right. So, yeah. I, uh, that Will, should be William the goal.
0: Smith's going to play a couple games. Let's go see it.
1: Whew, yeah. For sure. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I think that that kind of stuff is where the Sharks should be headed. And I think if you can look ahead and you go, okay, this is going to be a rough year, but, you know, to- another top pick on the horizon an impact player maybe coming in from the draft next year, then you're just getting another step closer. And uh, the Sharks need some personality. They need some excitement. And I'm hoping we can just catch a little bit of that this year.
0: Yeah. All right, dude. Thanks for coming in. As always, go Sharks. Go Sharks!